Oh, he man. used video game scripts to uh, add to his Anki deck. So mm-hmm. he added sentences from a Legend of Zelda, the Legend of Zelda, not just <laughs> a legend. There's a, a legend about there. someone named Zelda. Uh, a link to the past, uh, which he was very mm-hmm. familiar with. And because he was already familiar with the dialogue in English, whenever he saw the sentences in Japanese, it made it easier for him to absorb the vocabulary and things like that. So how do you feel, Koichi? That's not on the script, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, you know, we can we can ask each other you about have to how we feel. The script, just like every single podcast up until this moment where we've been following the script to the word. Uh, I'm sorry, I just to the noise. I just felt so constricted by the very strict scripts we follow. You and know I just that I can't do improv. Away. Yes uh, and yeah. I'm sorry, I won't ever improv again. Yes, and I'll make sure you don't do it. Yes, and (laughs) I am happy about that. Yes, and I'm glad you're happy about that. Yes, and Kristen's here. (laughs) Yes, and I was just going to say that, no joke. Really? I mean, yes, and really? (laughs) You should have, yes, and you should have looked at the script where I'm introducing Kristen. Who's our reviewer's favorite person? <laughs> yes, and that's a lie. Woo, I did it. You did We're it. We're all good at improv. But now we have to get back to our script. Yes. By the way, you know, there's a lot of tangents in this script today. Mm-hmm. I, I tried to cut some down, but I put in some extra to make up for the ones <laughs> I cut out. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah, today we're talking about what's under your sink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what is under your sink? Well, Japan's under your sink. I think I'm in the wrong class. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> if yes, and. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the limit of my improv. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Tofugu Podcast. You, you made it. If you made it this far, you did a good job mm-hmm. not turning it off. Who, who's your name? Who's my name is Koichi. Yes, and <laughs> I'm Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and I'm Kristen. Yes, and we're the three amigos. Creative at all. Fine. Us three amigos. We got to stick with it, though. Mm-hmm. Can't put down your fellow improvers. Us three amigos. We're going to talk about some of our favorite learning stacks from our, our series of articles about learning stacks. So we've, we've been uh, not, not interviewing, but we've been asking Japanese learners, either some of them are like kind of popular either on YouTube or somewhere else. Or yeah, some people make are app developers, people yeah. who make Japanese learning oh, that's apps. That's true. Yeah, uh, and then YouTubers. Some of them are us, mm-hmm. which are really famous people. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and then uh, and then some of them are just people I don't know who they are, but yeah. we have for putting them together, seven? Michael. Yeah, I've yeah, they're they're really interesting, them. and and if you if you've read them, don't worry, we're not going to just be like, oh, this one is good. We're going to talk a little bit about them. Uh, I'm I'm planning to talk about some of the theory behind some of them and why they're good, even though maybe they don't know why it's good for them. And uh, I don't know what you two are doing, but that's my plan. 
Well, uh, I, I was going to bring up the article page so people could find it. Internally, we call it my Japanese learning stack. A stack is something, it's a like developer a pile, term, sort right? of. To be um, like, it's like a, a bunch of stuff on top of each other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not <laughs> a literal stack, but like oh. developer stack, right? Is yeah, like a. It's kind of like that though. Here's here's my stuff I use. Yeah, or like, I mean, like a lot of businessy, stupid startupy words use it like marketing stack. My SEO stack, or here's my tools for doing search engine optimization. <laughs> I say, even though we do that, and I do that, and I'm a nerd. Okay, uh-huh. that's, that's how we talk when we talk about it. That's true. Uh, but if you want to find the series, it's called "What I Use to Study Japanese." Yeah. Um, so uh, if you search Japanese learning little, stack, it's a little bit more search friendly. <laughs> yes. More than my Japanese learning stack. And we also added the terms free right now at the, <laughs> at the end. Yes. That if you notice, there's like, there's at the bo- bottom, there's a big white space. That's actually just a bunch of white text that you can't read mm-hmm. because it's the same color as the background. And it just says free, 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 free. Mm-hmm. So it's free. free, new, car. New, nude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the different things. <laughs> So that's that's why you found them. So what I used to study Japanese or Japanese learning stacks, I think both of those searches will get you there. And Kristen's going to tell us her her favorite things because she hasn't written an article. She might tell us some new things that aren't on the list. Probably not. She says probably <laughs> not, but... All of my things are secrets. Are they? Like what? Not really. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you which one's on the list uh, so far that I've used Ooh. and that I actively use, so... Well, some of Kristen's have to be secret because they're going to go into her article. Sure. I just want to point out, Kristen just looked at her wrist like she's looking at the time, (laughs) but she doesn't have a watch on. It's already (laughs) taking too long. She's already ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) I can't deny that I did look at my hand, (laughs) but it wasn't for that reason. I have a paper cut, apparently. Oh, no. I was discovering it, and I'm glad that you were watching me. Like, Do you ever wonder that? If the things that you see are the same things that other people see, like maybe you are wearing a watch, but <laughs> I just again. haven't been processing it in my brain. Uh-huh. Like, and I think you're just looking at your wrist to be like a funny clown, but <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> now, listeners, I penned this tangent. It's part of the script. Remember. <laughs> so I see penned like I thought you said P-E-N-D. Um, <laughs> why did you write it like that? That's I, I don't know. I don't know. That was a terrible joke from, for <laughs> mine. Um <laughs> Great. Anytime I say a bad joke, I can just blame it on Michael's. I know. I I wrote this whole script. Yeah. Really breaking the fourth wall with this script. So, yeah. So, we're going to do that. Um, (laughs) So, we have seven articles. Yes. I believe. I I wrote wrote one of them. Um, Second one's by Dan Borstein, who created Reger, which is some Japanese reading materials. Uh, Mm -hmm. Dogen, who's a YouTuber who also created a pronunciation uh, series. It's very good. Uh, Adam from Jallop or Japanese Level Up and James from ALT Insider uh, did a learning stack. I did one. And then Jonathan Kirk, who created Kanshudo, uh, it's, that's a kanji learning app uh, that people like for the kanji wheel. Uh, he wrote those. We oh. actually have two more that are coming out soon. So Ooh. wait for those patiently. Ooh. Keep refreshing the page. It might be there. (laughs) And then we'll block you. Make sure to constantly clear your cache as well. Mm -hmm. So those are the seven, and we're going to go through the individual resources. Each one has like five to seven resources. Yeah. So that's like, what, seven times seven? Sometimes they're not resources. resources. Sometimes (laughs) they're just like strategies. (laughs) Sometimes (laughs) it's just... 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Uh, I should have. I should have seen that one coming on the script. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes they're not resources. Sometimes they're like just strategies. Yeah. Sometimes they're experiences strats for short. Yeah, strats mm-hmm. or s- or resources. Strus. Resources. This is why people write reviews. They're like, oh, good thing Kristen's there. Mm-hmm. More Kristen and less uh, less Michael and Koichi. <laughs> I um, don't know how much I can bail you out on this one. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're just going to go through and each uh, talk about our favorites, why we like them, and why maybe you might like them. Yeah, I might criticize some. <laughs> That's fine, too. Probably not. I think they're pretty good. Uh, but w- <laughs> what was the idea for this? Like, wha- why did we... I know, I know that you started it, but I want to hear from you oh. for the reader for the listeners like why did we start the series um i don't know i think people like best of lists <laughs> 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 they're very clickable yeah you know um good for that search engine optimization uh-huh uh, not to help educate people <laughs> with the perspectives of no. you yeah, know not that there's le- more learners who are learn ad- more advanced and everyone has different paths to the yeah, same yeah no I, that that's more what it really is like oh so oh you mean like the series not this not this podcast no the series oh yeah the series yeah i like i wanted to know more ways that people learn japanese like cause there's there is all kinds of like weird or just very normal ways that people do things and i was hoping to like get deeper than like their general strategy and get into more like some really small specific things so like for example like i wanted things like for on mine I wrote about how I'll just like call hotels and stuff. People who don't mind being called in Japan and, mm-hmm. and just talk to them to practice speaking Japanese. Um, and I'll just pretend like I might be a customer and at the end just be like, oh, no, sorry. Okay, I'll think about <laughs> it. <laughs> and then hang up. Is it always hotels or do you call like candy stores? and? Um, no, yeah, mostly hotels. Uh, <laughs> okay. Hotels, uh, big shopping centers, things like that. Mm-hmm. Asking, oh, do you have this? And like, oh, what do you think would be good for burns and you know whatever <laughs> for burns yeah you got you got any of that burn medicine oh i think you meant like mr burns oh no or just like why sick, what <laughs> sick burns um do you have any sick burns i don't do that a lot anymore but mm. there's a time and you know it's like, like things like that which are like really weird and like i, I was ho- I, i'm hoping to find like things like that in other people's lists and there's a few in there i think mm-hmm. um and there's a lot of things that i never would have thought of too like People people go beyond just like oh this resource they go like I use this resource to do this and here's why and it's it's really interesting and um, it's neat to see the ways because a lot of people uh, say things like I use Anki but then to find out how they use Anki yeah there's a lot of Anki uh, on here like you know just different strategies for the same because if mm-hmm. you're like I use Genki you know that's not super specific but then you can get a lot of detail about how to use Genki or how to use a certain resource yeah and I think the other thing is a lot of people they they like to spend a lot of time thinking of or like planning how they're gonna learn mm-hmm. you know like it feels really good to plan i think i've said this a bunch so i'm gonna stop but like it feels really good to plan and like people will spend so long creating like the perfect anki template and like collecting all the perfect things and by the time they do that they're burnt out and they don't actually study so like this this like leaves a, a roadmap for people like you know if you want to be like michael jordan just train like michael jordan and you'll get there but michael jordan had to spend a lot of time coming up with his training method i i'd assume i don't know Mm -hmm. um and like if you just copy it you're gonna get to where he is a lot faster and then you can work on moving beyond that from Mm -hmm. there so like these these are roadmaps if you want to become like one of these people or get to their level like everyone has different strengths and weaknesses so you can look at that and then like 
use that to get there and then and then move beyond and then you don't have to spend as much time planning yeah which is nice i think that's an important point because uh i think i I don't know about other people but for me personally i sometimes will see something like oh what a great idea well they came up with it i have to come up with something different but you know you don't have to come up with something different it's like you said it's better if i'm like oh michael jordan already trained this way guess i'll have to find a whole new way to train it's like no just copy michael jordan then you'll be better than him there's no no shame in that yeah and like did you say like bro- sibling sports people? The yeah. younger sibling is always better because they're copying the yeah. They just the copy older the older brother. older sister brother, and then they reach their level faster, and they're younger, so they have more time to move beyond that. And yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm so much better than my brother at everything. Oh, mm-hmm. you listen to, to that <laughs> older brother? Oh man, he will never ever listen to anything I do. Oh, so. I bet if I call him up and ask him to, please, hey, what's up, bro? Please don't. My favorite brother. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this? How'd you get this number? Yeah, yeah, because he sounds like that. Yeah. Yes, he's a stockbroker. Uh, he's an account one. managing firm. <laughs> is he? That's cool. No, um, nope. The other, the other cool thing about these is we, when we're doing editing, like we, we make sure that people actually explain how they do everything, like pretty step by step, or at least like so you can replicate it. Like we get a lot of submissions for people who don't really explain very well, and when they can't do that, then we don't publish it. So we. We make sure all these are really thoroughly explained so that you can copy them and you don't have to just like be like, oh, he did that. But how do I do it, too? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so look at these these uh, people who wrote these things as like your older siblings. And you'd be like, thanks, big brother. I'll, I'll do that right now. Thanks for the hockey advice. Ooh-y. Yeah. Yeah. So and you should probably talk like that when you mm-hmm. address them. Yeah. I mean, that's what you all sound like to your <laughs> older siblings anyways. Um, I wouldn't know. I'm an only child. Uh, I'm the only child. The only child. The, the only golden child. child in this world. Oh, good movie. The only child. No. <laughs> Sorry. Golden Culkin. Culkin. Is that not a movie? Yeah, it's a Eddie Murphy alternate movie. universe yeah, it's a where great Macaulay movie. Culkin mm-hmm. was born into a family without any siblings, and he went on that New York vacation. Are you talking about the good son, where he tries <laughs> to kill Elijah Wood? What? <laughs> Pretty sure that was Home Alone, but with no siblings. Oh, okay. They didn't leave him there, or uh-huh. wherever they went. I don't know where they went. To Paris. And he and, I, and he didn't have to meet Donald Trump. Oh, that was two. That yeah, was the second two. one he met Donald Trump. Did they go to Paris in the second one? No, they went to Florida. Uh, Flo- I think it is. It was Florida. somewhere warm and rainy. Yeah. God, and good, good movies. Macaulay Culkin. I'm not helping you guys stay on track. We're on track. Th- this is all in the script. I yep. wrote this tangent. We're doing perfectly. Uh, <laughs> I was not provided with the script. <laughs> <laughs> we can we can jump on into some resources. Um, I'll get us started. Please. With, uh, one of my favorite ones. Tell me more. <laughs> Speak more on that. Uh, one was from James from ALT Insider. He used Anki. That was like his the main crux of his uh, his study. Ugh, that's so boring. Everyone uses Anki. Everyone uses Anki. Wh- but what, here's what the, is the script? Here's God. the M. Night Shyamalan twist. <laughs> oh, he man. used video game scripts to uh, add to his Anki deck. So mm-hmm. he added sentences from A Legend of Zelda, The Legend of Zelda, not just <laughs> A Legend. There's a, a legend about them. someone named Zelda. Uh, a Link to the Past, uh, which he was very mm. familiar with. And because he was already familiar with the dialogue in English, 
whenever he saw the sentences in Japanese, it made it easier for him Ooh. to absorb the vocabulary and things like that. Boy, am I going to talk <laughs> about familiarity in sentences okay. and reading oh, later please, on. Please do. Okay, well, I liked it so because excited. it had... It had video game scripts in it. Yeah. But go ahead. Go ahead, Koichi. No, no, later on I will. What, what is your no, opinion? No, no, no. Later on, on we're going to make them listen to this podcast to get get to that juicy stuff. Okay. Well, anyway, I just thought it was a neat idea to use uh, video game scripts. <laughs> is that all? That's it? <laughs> what? <laughs> I how, did, how did he use them? Uh, how did, he, he, did he just put them in wholesale? What did he do? He broke down, yeah, he broke down the whole script and put all of it into his Anki deck. And because he knew all the lines from the game, he was able to recognize them easier. Koichi's shaking his head mm-hmm. ever so slowly. I'm just amazed that someone has memorized so many lines. I haven't played it anything enough times to know all the lines or watched a movie enough. No, it's just a personal thing. I just I don't yeah. get redoing things. Uh, there were a couple other people who it's, who it's really good like what he's doing. I just using like movies that they knew or just yeah. the material that they knew, and then getting the Japanese version of that into their brains. Totally. Yeah. I mean, some familiarity is really good. I'm just talking about just watching something more than once in general. Nothing to do with language learning. You don't have like a favorite movie that you, you're like, oh, it's a bad day. I'm going to go watch no. Clerks 2, no. my favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Gosh. what it, like If I think of things I've watched more than once, it's pretty much all from my childhood, and it's probably Ninja Turtles 2, where Shredder gets real buff. Yeah, for about two seconds. It's real strong. Before yeah. he kills himself. Spoiler, whoops. Oh, but does now he? everyone knows. Oh, yeah, his hand comes out his at the end. His hand comes out at the end. Mm-hmm. That's right. Spoilers. Spoilers. We just spoiled like a Citizen Kane level movie for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, that got us started. Now it's someone <laughs> else's turn. I guess they could talk about my thing. <laughs> Even though I told people they'd have to wait. Well, I was just going to talk about the reading in general. There's a lot of, there's like a, I wouldn't say a theme, but there's a lot of, a lot of the people who had success, they, they definitely spent a lot of time reading. Um, so like there's mine where I just talked about reading things I really, really liked that weren't available in English. Uh, that's not very interesting. Um, Dan talked about like reading without skipping a word. Uh, of course, like James talked about, um, like he uses Anki, but it's still reading, like reading sentences from things that are familiar from him uh, or for him. Um, I'm just trying to go through this list. Oh, Michael. actually, can I interrupt you for a second? Please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I So I also uh, read a lot of the ones that don't make it. Um, and I've noticed this pattern where people who are really advanced, whose methods prove to work really well because they get really far and start their own resources, tend to be the types that will they also read a lot um and they never skip a word like you were saying but all of the people who whose japanese is like kind of shaky and who doesn't seem to be getting as far as quickly are the kinds that are like well look up a word or two but i only want to get the gist of the sentence and it seems like most of the people who do that don't seem to progress as fast um so that's definitely a trend that i've noticed um and i i do agree that you should not continue if you don't recognize all the words because how are you going to ever learn that word if you keep skipping it yeah or at least enough have enough information where you can gather by context so that's kind of like knowing the word but yeah i mean if you 
at least this is the trend. If you are the type of person who is used to stopping when you see a word that you don't know and looking it up and making sure, okay, I'm going to add this to whatever method I use to remember words, then you will probably progress faster. But if um, you're in the habit of just kind of glossing over things and like, well, whatever, I kind of understand what's here. It looks like that is a slower track. I'm not saying it's mm-hmm. wrong if that's the it's, method you it's use. It's easier. Um, it is easier. But easier um, is not better necessarily. Right. And and now I'm not saying that, it, well, if you're reading something where you're stopping like every two seconds, then you're just reading something that's way too advanced for you in the first place. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot um, of context switching, right? Right. That's like, that'll slow you down. Yeah. And you don't want to do that because mm-hmm. um, you're breaking your flow. And so you should be stopping when you see things you don't know but you should not be reading something that makes you stop that often. Anyway, that's something that I've noticed after totally. reading through all of these. Yeah. And Jonathan Kirk in his uh, learning stack had like a good ratio, which I don't have in front of me, but look it up in the, in his learning stack. But it was something like once he hit, it was, I think it was about like three words in a row on a page that he didn't know. Then he was like, okay, this is too high for me. I could be getting that number wrong, but hmm. um, I thought it was neat to have somebody's like, here's my bar for when I need to like, when I'm when something's too easy or something's too hard. Interesting. Speaking of like being able to do that, now might be a good time to throw our ad in here while <laughs> we're <laughs> at it. <laughs> uh, yeah, one w- way to uh, to make sure that you know a lot of these vocabulary words so you're not context switching so that you don't have to look things up as much and so you don't have to skip as many words. Shouldn't skip words. Um, is if you use Wani Kani. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's actually one of the resources I was going to talk is. about. Yeah, it's so been mentioned a couple of times. Let's just do, let's just talk about it. Uh, yeah. And like, it's just, uh, it's a kanji learning app and a vocabulary learning app and it uses mnemonics. It uses spaced repetition and it, it basically just does all the, the busy work for you so that you can get straight into the, the learning. If you just sit down, do your lessons, do your reviews, uh, you're gonna, you're gonna learn a lot of words. Um, what is it? About two thousand kanji total, and then about six thousand yeah. vocabulary. Um, and we're seeing people do it. And I thought it was actually a little bit more, but like on the forums, people are talking about how they're doing it in just over a year, like a year and what For twenty th- days or something. Uh, yeah, like a year and a month, a year and three months um, were the really fast ones that I saw, which is really impressive because I added another ten levels, and they're still doing it as fast as they did the first fifty. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so like we, we, I think we made some adjustments to it to allow people to go a little bit faster in some ways. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going. People are going a lot faster than I thought. So like all the previous ads where I said more time, it's actually less time. And so sorry about that. Wani Kani is better than I'm saying. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna talk about it anymore because we've already talked about it a bunch. So if you don't know what Wani Kani is, go listen to another podcast or just visit wanikani.com and and give it a try. The first three levels are free. Gets you about. Uh, I think 80 kanji and about 200 vocabulary words. Uh, and that's that's usually more than you'll learn in a, a year, like first year Japanese class. So I'll give it a shot. All right, back to our resources. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I wanted to mention a couple of things Ooh, about the way that it. I use Anki, because I know we, we did mention it. Mm-hmm. Um, but how Jonathan Kirk said he stops after a certain number of words. I actually do that too. I have a couple different decks for Anki. Um, one is actually for my Wani Kani vocab that I have trouble with. If I'm having a really hard time mm-hmm. on Wani Kani, I make myself study it more at Anki. Um, and then I have one called Wilderness, mm-hmm. which is basically like stuff I see in the wild that I don't know and I know I won't remember. Um, so if I'm like reading a new book 
in Japanese, if I see a word I don't oh, I know, see. I'll add it. I'll add it because I found Just it in the wild, like, right? Like a bear. It's not like <laughs> mushroom names or something. It's uh, imagining. <laughs> no, uh, it's stuff that I find in the wild. And I'm like, well, I could try to remember this word, but I know I won't. So I have a special deck in Anki for that. And if I add more, I, I'm not allowed. I have my own rule that I'm not allowed to add more than 10. And if I get to 10 additions a day, then I stop reading that thing mm-hmm. and I force myself to stop so that I'm not like encountering way too much. And it actually works really well. And then like a month later, I can look at those or all if I pick up that book again or if I continue and I see that word again, it's so it comes back so easily um, because of the using just using Anki the right way which is like stopping yourself when you don't you see mm-hmm. some, even if it's something you know but you're like you know what I'm not that familiar with this word even though I've seen it just add it and then limit yourself per day um, to whatever I, I only do 10 because honestly my my uh, short-term memory is not that great so I have to be really careful but if you can get like I don't know 15 20 just make sure you have like a learn your limit and stop yourself and oh my gosh it makes a huge difference on actually learning the content that you're you're getting through do less by doing more yeah exactly abraham lincoln tmtm 1965 oh also change your anki to type in the answer john f kennedy (laughs) (laughs) yeah do do that that's pretty Uh, easy that also helps a lot yeah um Mm -hmm. any any kind of uh, spaced repetition system that doesn't have you type it is just uh, it's just such a waste. Mm-hmm. Can I ask another Anki question? Do it. So I know that we have always talked about uh, how you should type in the answer in Anki mm-hmm. and not do because y- you have that self-assessment, right? That's like, yeah. I knew it. I didn't know it. It's like just flipping the card over. I think if you trend towards being too hard on yourself, it's okay to self-assess mm-hmm. like that, but it's hard to do that. Yeah, th- that is a hard thing to do. Um, and for those of you who haven't used Anki, uh, it's like, you know, a flashcard thing, you flip it over. And then when you see it, you're like, yes, I knew this really well. No, I didn't. Or I don't know. I knew it super well. Show it to me in a, a year or whatever. Um, <laughs> but we talked about like, okay, you, you should type it in so that you have to recall and get it completely right. You still have to self-assess on Anki though. Oh, even you when you ta- even when you type mm-hmm. it in? Okay. But it but shows you that you made a mistake. So it's a yeah. little bit easier to self-assess to the correct direction okay well well my question was so for so say someone is like doing the the flipping and not the the typing in Mm -hmm. is it like completely useless or is it like oh it's 50 percent good but not as good as typing in oh i mean it it depends on how you assess yourself that's all okay so it can be just as good if you assess yourself correctly and you also have to be careful. I've noticed a trend. At least I noticed this trend in myself before I started typing in my answers that I would be thinking about it as I flipped it and mm-hmm. I would be reading it and not actually forcing myself to recall it because I was going too fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so it depends on your speed. It depends on the way that you're doing it. And if you force yourself to type it, you could realize that you've been doing it in a way that isn't as beneficial just because of the way that you think the speed you think and the speed that you can click um but it's not it's not it doesn't mean that you're getting nothing out of it um it's just less efficient and Mm -hmm. you might realize that your output isn't as good as you think it is um because there's there's a huge difference between like recall and recall which is basically like 
um, coming up with the answer in your head and then output, which is being able to come up with that and like type it or and say it. And then there's also just like recognition, which is like, oh, yeah, I know what that is. But if you have to actually say it or like maybe like trans, you're really not supposed to translate in your head. But um, yeah, it's it's there's like three different mini steps to it. Like, OK, recognize it. Yes, I know what it is. And then output, which is just like I can say it now, you know. Like having to pull it out of your brain. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the more you train yourself in doing the whole thing, the better you'll get at it. Hmm. Yeah. Look up uh, type answers in Anki on Google, and it usually, it should come up, I think. There's mm -hmm. a tutorial. It's just changing the template on the card. And even if you just search in the shared decks on Anki, some of them have mm -hmm. that. And then you can just like download that and copy the template if you can't find like a good one through search yeah. um, and then it'll have like it. special Japanese ones. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So that's Anki. Yeah. So I use it. I like it. Um, but I go, I go through spurts of using it and not using it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean I've used it. I'm not using it now, but I'll probably use it again. I think that's, that's the problem with these things is just us <laughs> or me. And Michael, not Kristen. Yeah. She's doing a good job. <laughs> I mean, it, it really depends on... You have to make a habit of it. Any yeah. kind of... If you're not living in Japan, what this stuff does is simulate you living in Japan. So you're not getting on a train. You're going well, to work, talk about hearing stuff. <laughs> you Okay, you can talk about no, it. No, go ahead. No, go go ahead. For it's it. part of a big old thing. Okay, basically your SRS and flashcards and everything that you're doing to self-teach is all it's doing is simulating being in Japan and being forced to learn like you're a native or a kid. And the reason that like you probably heard stories of going like, Oh, someone went to another country and spoke French for like 20 years and then came back and was like, Oh, my English is really rusty. It's like, yeah, cause you haven't heard it. And that's what SRS does. It's like, okay, you're going to hear it in the perfect amount of intervals so that it's like you're in a real setting and, you know, and that's, I don't know, it's just really important. I forgot where I was going. <laughs> to Japan. <laughs> to Japan. Sure. So, uh, how can our listeners get to Japan? I don't just know. kidding. That, that, was a, that was a MacGuffin of a question. It's on the script, so. Yeah, man. My, my script is just like going down all these different things. Sure maze, are a lot of references to this script, you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you didn't, you didn't get that? Email? Mm -hmm. This is all part of the script. Everything's in the script. I have a blank <laughs> piece of paper. <laughs> That's in the script, too. <laughs> I don't know how she's doing it. She must have memorized it before. <laughs> she's so weird. With parent. the magic of SRS, mm -hmm. I can memorize anything. <laughs> she puts all of our podcast scripts in her SRS. Ugh, anyway, do we have any other resources or methods that you guys want to talk about? Or even themes? I think that's interesting, too. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by theme? Well, like kind of like what you said, where you're talking about how people who read everything rather than skip over things, oh you notice yeah. like more success mm -hmm. in those people, or like maybe like different because we had different. Well, there it's a lot of it trends a little bit more towards advanced, but like there's different levels. Ooh, oh, oh, I like have one. Yeah. Um, something that I another thing that I've noticed reading through <laughs> so many of these, um, new you new learners or newer learners um or people that kind of stagnate a bit seem to really only use 
English dictionaries. So like um, mm, Japanese yeah. to English, basically a dictionary that has English in it. And everyone who's advanced uses a Japanese dictionary for Japanese people. Yeah. Um, I know I switched over in college because our professor literally said, your English answers are gonna, aren't going to be good enough anymore. You have to buy a Japanese dictionary. You have to use it. Um, so if you want to, I'm not saying that new people should immediately be like, oh, well, then I shouldn't use an English dictionary. No, don't do that. But if you get to the point where you can, you look at a Japanese dictionary and say, oh, I can understand what this is telling me in Japanese about this word. Your understanding will uh, of of grammar and of what what things actually mean and the usage will go up like ridiculously high. Um, using Japanese resources is a huge, amazing boost. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the people who are at more like uh, intermediate level, um, like a lot of the people who have broken through, they seem to be doing that. Um, I mean, like, it might not be the the reason why they've broken through, but I mean, I could see it being very helpful. Um, and then there's also like Japanese dictionaries that are like for kids that you can uh, find online, and those mm-hmm. are pretty good, especially if you're around intermediate. A lot of people get stuck at intermediate. Like that's something that I see, and I'm sure you guys see a lot with just our our a lot of our users and a lot of people who read the site. They get stuck at intermediate because that's like, I don't know, that's that's where things have to change and like part of that change is using more Japanese like Japanese dictionaries. Do you want to know why that exists? Mm -hmm. Tell me. So beginner is really fun because you're learning things. Um, You feel like you're always making progress, right? So you're learning grammar. Oh, I can say this now. And you're learning words and you're like, oh, I can use this with this grammar. I can say this. And then there's this weird point, which they call intermediate which is basically, in, in our case, in the case of Japanese, usually it's like when you finish Genki 2 or, you know, you're, you finish all your beginner textbooks and then you know most of the grammar that you need to know on a day-to-day basis. You know how to, like, order food. You know how to say something polite. You know how to ask for things. And suddenly you realize that you, you recognize the structure, but you don't know any of the words anymore. And every situation seems to be using words that you just don't know. And there's so many words and it feels like you cannot overcome this. Well, I don't know. I don't even know 80% of what I'm reading. How am I ever supposed to know this? And with Japanese, it's even harder because not only do you need to know the words, you have to know how to read them too in most cases. And so you have to learn the kanji and you have to learn the vocabulary words on top of the grammar that you know. And so there's this huge wall of you have to know all of the vocabulary in whatever situation you want to talk about or be in. And it's way steeper than you've ever had to deal with before. Let's take this opportunity to jump into an ad for it. No, I'm just oh kidding. my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, so what you're talking about, that's, that's, uh, that's con- uh, unconscious incompetence where you don't know that you're bad at something and everything's new and easy. And then you hit that conscious un- incompetence where you, yeah, you, you realize realize how bad you yeah, are. Yeah, you realize how not how behind, but how much of a way to go yeah. you have. How little you know. Right. It's like the first how hour hiking a mountain you and you're are. like, This is great, I love this. And then you're starting <laughs> I to like get the tired. Way puts it better. <laughs> Wait, what did oh <laughs> yeah. I'm calling people incompetent. That is I think that word. is the term for it. Yeah. It um is. Yeah, oh my it sucks. And I remember being there and sometimes uh, sometimes I still feel like I'm there. <laughs> 
Um, and I have moments of, I don't know, any of these, especially with food. I, I don't really like Japanese food. <laughs> and so whenever we're, I'm reading something about food or restaurants and they're talking about ingredients, I'm just like, ugh. But your love for meat allows you to read all the meat words, though. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm actually uh, going to talk about this, too. Okay. Talk A about little it. bit. Please. No, we we should keep talking about other things, and then I'm gonna wrap it all together. Oh, oh, okay. thank. I thought you said you were gonna wrap it for a second. <laughs> like, please don't. Oh, let me leave first. I was excited Conscious for the wrap. Incompetence. Competence. Great, fantastic. <laughs> Did it. All um, right. Um, well, we were talking about themes. Uh, I think one that we we've actually already touched on is is the reading. Uh, Jonathan Kirk. Uh, talked a lot about like it bas- basically his his goal from the get go when he was like a child or something Ooh. he was like I saw kanji and or I something loved it. or something mm-hmm. and basically his whole his whole goal was to read um, so he got better through reading uh, Adam also from Japanese Level Up he talked a lot about reading doing ebooks doing language shadowing he he focused a lot on speaking too but he he got good at speaking through reading. Dan, I believe, was also all about reading. Uh, so, yeah, ba- pretty much, like, as I read through these, I'm like, it pretty much just seems like you need to focus on reading for a while. <coughs> and then, <laughs> oh, so. Okay, go ahead. Is so there any anything else? No, no, no. Go okay. Ahead. Um, and, you know, s- speaking yeah, is important, and it's a separate thing. But as I was reading through these, it, and, you know, maybe Koichi has a different idea on this. I don't know until the end. Yeah, but it's pretty much the same. Uh, it seems you like, you know, why. you really just got to work on the reading and then other things come later. Tell us why. Yeah. Okay. Is uh, it time for Koichi's wrap up rap? Information theory. Kai Fury. Flavor Town. I like how every time uh. we do a beat on this podcast, it's just one beat. That's the only <laughs> beat. Is there any more of than one? Know. Wait, you it's guys have done that before? A dune dune and a and she. <laughs> and that's it. We've done some good rappings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I'm glad I don't listen to our own <laughs> podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So a little bit of warning here. I don't know this very well. This is something. Oh, not again. This is something that like I've been reading about maybe the last month or two. Probably know better than me. I haven't read about it for a month or two. And uh, uh, probably. And then one of the things I've been reading is a textbook, which I've had to like reread just the first like few chapters many times because it's very difficult for me. And then the other thing is half of a book that I've read <laughs> while I was sick the last week about reading. Yeah. Everyone sent some reviews to our podcast to uh, wish Koichi to get better soon because he's you. not feeling well. Yeah. Oh, okay. We'll it's get back to get that us later. all sick. Okay. Yeah. So you read half I'll a book. I'll put our mouths on the, the microphone, book. around the microphone, and then trade microphones. Mm-hmm. For Ready? Ow. How? And then moving it moving the moving the microphone okay we all have different microphones now mm-hmm. who got the special koichi microphone i don't know i blindfolded everyone and put them in a van and then <laughs> changed the <laughs> microphones and then let them out okay so okay what what are what are all the things that i was okay anyways i'll, I'll try to remember as i'm going along okay all right this is this is the first time i tried to take this out of my mind but i i, I noticed the pattern so i'm going to try real hard so please ask questions that aren't too hard okay <laughs> <laughs> just kidding i don't know about that um 
All right. So I, I guess well, what I was originally going to talk about is is uh, the the theme of people reading and and using reading as a way to get better and like why those people got better from reading and then also um, a little bit about kind of what Kristen was talking about and then also what who do you say Jonathan Kirk talked about how mm -hmm. if he didn't know a certain amount then he stopped doing it and tried to find something else. Mm -hmm. um, Okay, this is this is gonna be a very like roundabout way to get to a point. So, so stick with me a little bit here. I'm totally reading from notes, so you guys can read along too, Re dear dear listeners. <laughs> Use your I'm notes all, that we sent you. I'm in all the mail. nervous now. You're fine. You're good. You I got this. You got the notes that no one else has. <laughs> you guys keep looking at me. I I just I'm really interested. Yeah, I'm I'm are like are at the you? I'm on the edge Usually of my There's a lot of like one eyebrows up around here. I don't. Like, I got uh, both of my eyes like eyebrows <laughs> way up. Oh, wow, you I'm do. like, whoa, what's gonna happen? If, like, like, I don't think I can help that one of my eyebrows is higher than the other. So <laughs> it's from watching Please all don't that rock Stop wrestling. judging me. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, I used to do that a lot as a kid because all the guys in my class thought it was really cool that I could do the rock eyebrow. Mm -hmm. What? Yeah, I would impress all do the it. That is really good. Yeah, it's really good. I don't know why I can impressive. do that. You look confused. <laughs> all right. uh, good podcasting, everybody. Mm -hmm. um, Just imagine what our eyebrows looked like. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, okay. First, first I want to talk about the transmission of information. Woo. Okay. Okay. Thank like you for being supportive. Podcast or sure. There's a lot of different ways to do it. And the, the way I'm going to explain the transmission of information is through a really simple system, which is telegraphy. Mm -hmm. You guys familiar with telegraphs? Yeah. Like I, I think since, since emails came out, like you don't see telegraphs as much anymore. Are we talking about the little thing that you press the little button down? Yeah. So okay. Yeah, so tel telegraphs, they're, they're basically, it's just a, a current going through a wire. And the change in the current by pressing the button somehow, mm -hmm. I don't know the science exactly, but it just changes the current and then someone on the other side receives it, right? Mm -hmm. And then they translate that, that code into uh, something that we can understand, like English, for example. But usually it, it goes through Morse code, something like that, right? Mm -hmm. And so, so you have these four parts. Um, you have you have the source, which is so someone's on the other end. They have uh, it's like, oh, I want to send a, a message to my dear darling, and <laughs> <laughs> right. And then they they have this thing written out, but you can't you can't put like a paper letter through the telegraph machine, right? So that's your source. This is like the information that you want to send. And then then you have the transmitter, which is uh, the the machine that you you press the button on and it goes. That's you guys translate that and let us know what I said. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so, like, that's the transmitter, right? So it's sending these signals through the wire, and the wire is taking all these signals or this signal all the way. Oh, uh, next up is signal. Sorry, the signal which goes on the wire to the receiver, and then the receiver uh, they take this and they hear it. So like, it's coming in through sound, I think, with the telegraph. And they're hearing that, or maybe it pops down on a piece of paper. I don't know how it works. But anyway, there's a receiver there translating that signal into back into something that we can comprehend. And then, and then that message is reconstituted again. So it's like it's made from a signal on the wire into something that we can once again 
uh, understand and receive. And so you guys just learned about how telegraphs work. Okay. So that'll be the end of our podcast today. Um, All right. <laughs> no. Well, if you have any... Oh, wait. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't look interested, but that's okay. I'm going to keep talking I'm anyway. I'm focusing. I'm trying... I'm Trying to suck yeah, it all in my brain. I'm curious where it's gonna go. So yeah, I'm just gonna it's sit still very far off. It's gonna sit quietly. <laughs> still very far off. If you have questions? Let me know. So um, oh man, and then and then our sound engineer he just showed me the timer. <laughs> oh man, a lot so of pressure. You, know, um, like you got all the time in the world, baby. Yeah. So like the reason I'm talking about telegraphs is because telegraphs they're they're it's like a very very limited like system. Like there's there's just beeps, and then there's uh, there's like short beeps, there's long beeps, like right? Dot, dot and dash or something? Yeah, and yeah. then you also have to take into account um, the space between the beeps as well. So there's there's space between the beeps, so like beep, 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 beep. There's like little spaces in there. Uh, there's also little spaces between letters. So like, you know, I don't know, beep, beep, beep might be a letter, I assume. Mm -hmm. And then there's a space to show that, okay, that letter ended, and now we're going to start another letter. Is that true? Yeah. Huh. Well, because how are you gonna how are you gonna tell when a letter ends and starts? You know. I thought generally it was context based, but I didn't make it, it that be. far in Girl Scouts to learn Morse code, so yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's only beeps and dashes, so I, I think I think there's a little bit of space there, and then there's a medium space between words to show that okay, a word ended, now it's time to start a new word, and then there's uh, a long space to show that a sentence has ended. Um, like all this information is needed for the receiver to to reconstitute it so that it becomes understandable to us um and then and then there's only there's only a certain amount of characters that you can send so that that further limits limits it down so we have like maybe forty or forty five characters so that's the how many letters in alphabet twenty six letters in alphabet mm -hmm. and then um like symbols things like that which you can also send through a telegraph so you could send like hashtag morse code through a telegraph you probably could <laughs> i guess that's probably how they did it back then um and so like like so the, 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 the important point that i'm trying to make is that there's actually like a finite set of possible messages so like it's not like using morse code which uh, we're, we're going to consider as like a language for this example using morse code um or I guess it's a writing system for English. It's a writing system for English. Using Morse code, you can you can only transmit so much. You can't do you can't transmit anything. Like you can't like a, like a radio signal. That that's a system that a system of communication that sends information that has a lot more a lot more to it. Like there's th it's still a finite amount of information because like the wavelengths only go so far, and each different wavelength it has like it can be reconstituted into something different. Like a radio can transmit a song, right. Morse code can transmit one song, which is just a long beep. Yeah, that's your one song. But it can transmit letters, right? Yeah. So like, but it's my point is both of them they're finite. They're just like different amounts of finite. Mm -hmm. It's not like you you can't have a a communication system that is in or you could, but it's not not usable. You can't have a communication system that is infinite. Mm -hmm. Or it's like you know, way like just too much. Um, so like Morse code is a really good way to illustrate that. Like if you if you talk about like you have these forty five characters, if you limit like you know you're not going to be able to send a super duper long Morse code message. I think they they limited it to like 
a thousand characters or something a lot of times when you're sending a Morse code message or a telegraph message um, so that you can't send like a book through um, telegraph. You could mm. theory, but like it would be really painful. Yeah. So like no one's going to sit on the other end and listen to yeah. Moby Dick. There's only there's only a certain um, like there's only certain possible combination of of things that can come through. And that's really important um, for a later point. But you can further make that finite by like saying, okay, this is for the English language. And there's only a certain amount of words in English as well, right? So, so like the person, the receiver on the other end, they're taking all this into account. Like, okay, I can only receive these 26 letters and 20 symbols or whatever. Um, I can only receive English words. And then they're reconstituting that communication, that message, uh, based on that. They're not, they're not including like French language, um, they're not including like notes for music, things like that. It's just like it's a it's a finite amount that they can they can receive and reconstitute. So the point is, so with Morse with Morse code and with any any types of, of information and, and communication, like we, it's 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 based on statistical regularities. And what I mean by that is that like it's much more likely that certain things will occur than other things. So we have, uh, you know, like, of course, English letters. It's almost certain that it's going to be an English letter. So, like, you know, you know that. And you know that certain words are a lot more common than other words, right? So you're, you're using these statistical regularities, like these things that come up a lot that you're familiar with, um, and you're, you're translating this signal as the receiver based on those regularities, those things that, that you've seen a lot. So like if we're talking about speaking English, like speaking English, we it's a lot more complicated than Morse code, obviously, and a telegraph. Um, and, uh, and like when you talk to someone who doesn't speak as much English, like they're like it's going through the same process where I have something in my head, right? I have it's the source material, like something I want to say. And, I, and then I use my voice. That's the, that's the transmitter. Or maybe I write something. That's the transmitter. Um, and then there's the signal. So that's like the airwaves of me talking. And then you receive that message, right? And then you have to reconstitute it in your brain based on things that you know and based on uh, these statistical regularities. So like, it's based on your experience, basically, that you're reconstituting it a little bit different. So I'm talking to you or I'm talking to Kristen. You're going to reconstitute it a little bit differently. Um, from each other based on what you know, especially like if I start using really difficult words, for example, like maybe maybe one of you will understand that word, one of you won't, and then uh, the way that it gets constituted will be a little bit different. Um, and like that's that, and so like when things change, that's called that's called noise. So like it's used a lot in like radio and things like that, right? Where you hear like a whatever. Um, and like that noise can happen like at at any point in the process. Like it could happen in the source. Like I'm putting together this idea and it's just like wrong. Like I'm crazy or something. And then like when I transmit it, it's already wrong from the get go. Or maybe I have a speech impediment. And then I am trans trying to transmit it, but I can't speak properly. So like some of the information gets lost. Or like maybe I'm talking and it's it's like the signal's gone through well. And it's uh, or it's transmitted well, and the signal's going through the the air, but like suddenly an, an air horn go goes off, 
and it just like destroys the signal, so you can't hear it. So that's that's also noise. Or it hits you, and then for some reason you can't hear it. Like maybe you have a hearing problem, um, something like that. So that's all called noise up to there. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later as well. Um, God, this has turned out long. Sorry, guys. You guys look bored. <laughs> I'm trying to take it all in and reconstitute it in my brain. Good. Good. You're doing good. <laughs> and so, like, uh, so I mean, like, with, with Morse or with the uh, uh, telegraphs, it, like, noise is more obvious. Maybe, like, the wire is broken. Uh, maybe the, the button is broken that you beep on. Um, something like that. And it's just like, there's, there's varying amounts of like breakage. So like in the telegraph, like maybe one of the beeps doesn't come through, but because the person on the receiving end, because they know, okay, this is an English word. I can look at the rest of the sentence and figure out the context, even though there's something missing, even though there's that noise there, I can, I can figure out what it is based on like basically just my own experience from like uh, my statistical experience about life and hearing hearing the English language and understanding the English language, I can just add that information in and it'll probably be correct. Um, and so that that's why <laughs> this is just a part of it, but like this that's why it's interesting where you're, we're talking about um, Japanese, where people if they don't know enough of the of the content, so like if they're reading something and they don't know like three words in a row. Like that, that noise right there, just not being able to, um, not being able to reconstitute that part at all, and then not having that that knowledge around it to to fix the noise, like that's going to mean like that the information doesn't actually get get to you. It doesn't like get to you. And there, there was gosh, there's a definition about what what information is, and like it was something about like it, it was uh, what was it? I think it's uncertainty. It was your uncertainty and how much it's changed before and after you received the information. And so like that's how much information you're getting. There's like there, God, there was a lot of math in it too. It was scary, mm-hmm. man. Um, and I can't, I can't, I don't understand that. So I can't go into that so right now. So is it kind of like, like, I'm trying to think of an example, but it happens to me every once in a while where I hear something someone says, mm-hmm. but I actually don't get the last word. Mm-hmm. And then maybe five minutes later, I'm like, oh, they were saying that word. And then I get the whole message. You know, sometimes there's something garbled or, you know, it's on the telephone. Sometimes I'm talking to um, an old mechanic and he's like, gurgle, gurgle. And <laughs> I didn't really get it. And then after about a minute, I'm like, oh, he was saying transmission fluid. I thought he was saying like transpiring Florida. Yeah, maybe. Like, and like you're, you're not going to have this statistical framework around mechanics, right? Mm-hmm. But he does, so it's like very obvious to him. So like yeah. for you, so you're you're like, like trying to fluid. pull these things in, and like you're you're not you're not familiar with mechanical things, so like it's not. It's it's like the telegraph where you're only pulling in English letters. If all of a sudden, like somehow, a, a, a Chinese character came in through telegraph, I don't mm-hmm. know how that's possible. Like you wouldn't have the framework to to deal with that to reconstitute that message, mm-hmm. and that's similar to how like. Even even things in your own language, like if you don't, if you're not really familiar with them, that like you don't, you can't pull from this finite source that you have um, to to understand it. And like that's like that's I, I'm saying finite, like it's a bad thing. It's actually a really good thing. Um, you really you really don't want to have too much that you can pull from, right? Like even babies, like when they're when they're not only when they're inside. Th- 
the womb, but also like when they're growing up. <laughs> Did you just pronounce the B? Huh? <laughs> you said womb. You don't say womb? <laughs> keep going. Um, <laughs> even and then also when they're growing up, they're little kids. They're what they're doing is they're not they're not actually so much learning the sounds. Like when a baby is born, they can say like pretty much all the sounds that like people can say like in different languages. So there's many different sounds that we don't use in English. Actually, we use a lot of sounds in English, but not all of them, obviously. In some languages, they use very few, uh, like Japanese is one, for example, where the syllables are very shallow, I guess. And like babies, what they're actually doing is they're losing, um, they're losing sounds that, they're, that are available to them. And they're trying to make the options for communications more finite. So that they, so it's easier to pull from just those sounds. Like if they, if we had to deal with every single sound that the human people can say, like it, it, it might be possible, but it would be very, very difficult to like have to pull from this database basically of every sound. So that's that's why like languages they, they tend to have been narrowed down to certain sounds, um, because they make com communication a lot more efficient, and so. All right. Okay. Let me look at my notes, guys. Give me a second. This reminds me of the things that you see on Facebook. They used to be on MySpace. Uh, the things you used to see on, or do see on Facebook, where it's like, can you read this? If oh, you those your are first, bullshit. If your first language is English, you can read it. And it's basically like... Uh, they scramble a some letters. Yeah, it's a paragraph in, in English, and they, they scramble, I guess, the... Everything in between the first and last letter, but everyone who reads English can read it. And I actually, mommy shared one of those a couple of years ago and went, I can't read any of this. And I was like, oh, I guess you can't, huh? It kind of reminds me of it's that. It's actually along those lines. Like It's the same. I think it's called the Cambridge study mm -hmm. what you're talking about. And it was not a study and it was not at Cambridge. Um, yeah. And actually what they're doing is they're, it's a very simple scramble. So like they're actually only switching like a couple letters mm -hmm. in the middle. And they're not switching out letters that are really important for context. Exactly. So it's actually really easy to read. But it, it is kind of true that like if, you, if you're not a native English speaker, you don't have a lot of that framework build up from reading a lot of English. You're right. not going to be able to read it because like it's, it's, uh, it's just not, it's not like part of your arsenal. You can't pull it out. Because like people who don't know as much of a language, what they're doing is they're trying to, well, either they... They might not know it, which is one problem, but if they kind of know it, they're actually trying to pull from like such a big, huge library. Like they don't, there's, there's no way to know, like there's, it's not narrowed down. It's not finite enough for them to figure out by context. And so like that's, uh, that's part of what reading does. If you read a lot um, is what you're doing is you're actually making, you're not making well, in some ways, you're making your uh, knowledge bigger, but you're also making your knowledge more finite so that you have, um, you have less to pull from or you have less options to pull from to get the correct answer. So you see a word um, or you see a sentence and then you, and you don't know, quite know the meaning of it, and so you think through it, and then like, if you've read a lot, you have, you have this, uh, this framework of um, like, okay, it's probably not all these things that it could be. It's probably this thing that I'm really, f that I'm like, I've seen a lot of times that I'm familiar with. It's just statistically more likely to be that way. And the more you read, the more you narrow those, like, 
narrow those down so that you're able to essentially guess it's not really guessing. You you know what it is, what the correct. You can infer it, and yeah, yeah, it, it you're basically, uh, yeah, by n- by narrowing it down, by doing what you're saying, you basically, you automatically know what it's not. Like you don't even have to think about mm-hmm. it. You know, you don't have to go. Well, I know it's not this. Like you just know, and you can move on to focusing on what it is. Totally, and like this whole idea kind of blew my mind. Where it's like it's not about growing options it's about reducing options and not like yeah and not like trying to do well not trying to do more and more and more but actually by doing more you're doing less and you're reducing options and you're making communication more efficient it's i don't know so it's kind of like a a matrixy mind breaker huh what what is that (laughs) because you said that you do more and then you do less the more you do, the less you do. But the less you do, have you been watching Netflix's original series, Mindbreaker? <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. It broke my mind. Wait, is that a real thing? Yeah. Oh, it's it real. I, I thought it's we're oh. making a joke uh, about I Netflix. Hear it's series. very good. It's oh, it's like a new it crime drama by someone. I don't know. Oops. Uh, go watch Mindbreaker on Hulu. Yeah. So, anyways, so like, so my point is with all that. Is that it's it's really 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 important to read a lot, and it's it's like it's the only way that you're gonna build this this framework, this uh, statistical framework, basically of of knowledge around a language, and like you know, it's like you see this even with uh, people learning how to read their native language. Um, you're gonna see it with speaking for yourself, and as well as reading for yourself for a non-native language, um, and like you know, comparing that to the going back to the telegraph example, like learning a language is much, much more complicated. Like there's, with a telegraph, there's only going to be, you know, a certain amount of possible combinations something could be. But with um, a language or a new language, especially, it's going to be, it's going to be so much bigger. But like you can, you can also narrow it down to like words or uh, like frequency of words. Like, you know, like there's going to be 50 or 100 words that that make up 50% of, of language. And like those are just going to be the things that are so frequent. And like if you can, if you read a lot, you're going to start to like create. Uh, you're going to create these frameworks around these words where, you you know that, they're super super duper common. So you're gonna your brain's going to take priority and like, learn those better, and uh, and like go to those a lot quicker if it needs to retrieve, some information. Um, and so like. You know, it's 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 important to read a lot so that your brain can develop that sense of what is what is common and what is not common. Like if you don't read, if you spend a, like spend all your time trying to understand one single sentence for all day long, perfectly, like you're only giving your brain that much data. No matter how thoroughly you studied it, you're only giving your brain that much data. But if you try to read as much as possible. Even if, like, I, I don't necessarily agree with, uh, like, never skipping a thing, but, like, I mean, you shouldn't read something you're not able to read very well, but, um, you know, you, you just want it's like quantity over quality, which we've talked about before, um, and just, like, trying to race to make the most mistakes, so to speak, so you can just feed your your big, fat computer brain as much data as possible so it can parse it and then, like, decide, like, okay, statistically, it's likely that this is this is more likely than something else when you when you come across some some Japanese 
or whatever. Language. You want to kind of gobble up as much as you can into your brain. Yeah. And you want to make sure that you're gobbling up parsable information. So going back to the telegraph, if the, the beeper is broken and you're just like gobbling up all the beepless messages, like mm -hmm. you're not going to you're not going to get anything out of it. Right. You need to you need to make sure that the noise isn't too high. Um, so like what Kristen was saying about like if if it's more than 10, she'll stop reading it. Uh, it's like Jonathan Kirk says, if it's three words in a row, he'll stop reading it. Um, so like you do have to find a resource where the noise isn't too high and that that can come from all kinds of different things, including like the person saying the information. So if you're talking to someone or listening to a TV show and they're just using slang or they're making mistakes technically in the language um, so that you can't understand it, then that like that's that's noise as well whether it's you or them, or something in between. Or if you're playing an air horn while you're listening to something, that's obviously <laughs> noise as well, and that's no good. That's been my problem. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, it's <laughs> been very disruptive around the <laughs> office. Um, yeah, so I guess, like, yeah, figuring out something that doesn't have noise uh, is not too difficult. Um, or just has a little bit of noise, but just so little that, you know, you can, you can actually still figure it out using your, your brain's framework around the language. Um, and, uh, oh yeah, I was just going to say like collocations kind of, kind of fit this collocations are a way to hack like stati the statistical framework around it. Um, so like you can see like what is most likely and you can be, um, become familiar with what is most likely with certain words. I want to give a like little that. bit of a warning actually, not about collocations. Collocations yeah. are great. Um, for those of you that are, um, hardcore into studying sentences, um, studying with sentences is great but you start to memorize the sentence. And so you have to filter them out. Um, so you shouldn't, it, it's hard because I'm a big advocator for Anki, but if you're putting sentences in Anki, you will memorize that sentence and you should be putting new sentences into your like studying repertoire um, if you're not just doing words, because words are different. When you read a sentence, you have to recall all of those words. You have to put them together. You have to have an understanding of the syntax and the grammar. Um, but if you're just looking at a sentence, you're going to memorize it. I don't think it's a good way to study. Um, I think it's a good way to learn context. I think it's a good way to find collocations. But I don't think putting entire sentences in your deck is a good idea. Um, that's just my opinion. Um, from from doing it myself and like seeing the results that other people have gotten uh that's just like a little bit of a cautionary warning <laughs> to you guys i like sentences i know i know but um, you gotta do a lot of them like right you should be constantly. doing a lot and you should be switching them out just think of it as input um, lots and lots of input right uh don't it, it's better to read real things instead of just focusing on sentence by sentence memorizing those sentences in a deck and then being like i know them now well you know this specific sentence but if you reworded it what would you do like would you be still be able to understand that do you know all the parts you'd have to test it yeah there's some things you can do to help with it just go to our sentences article your sentences article my sentences article on tofugu.com on tofugu.com and also on Slate. What? I got it on Slate? What? No, I'm just joking. About about the sentences. Are you saying that um that's Jamal? That's the I'm I'm an engineer. 
Are you saying that the sense recognition is like you're recognizing a pattern as opposed to understanding what makes up the pattern? No, you're you're literally recognizing the sentence. You're going, oh, I know this because it's familiar, yeah. right? Yeah, you might see the first part of it and then... And then, oh, I know the like, sentence. Oh, I remember. It triggers But like, what if you change the conjugation, you know, and or what if you swapped out the color? Like, if I had a sentence that was like... There was a bouquet of red roses, and I said, "Well, there was a there wasn't a bouquet of yellow roses." If you only have one sentence for rose or one sentence, you know, like it's it's really easy to be like, "Oh," and then your brain recognizes it instead of understanding it, and that's the danger of using sentences, uh, not enough sentences. Yeah, you can give them a pretty short lifespan, I think, because mm-hmm. like it's it's the goal is kind of to. Uh, emulate immersion so like you know it's okay to give them a pretty short lifespan and then add new senses in because like they're gonna there's gonna be overlap between them and that's that's another thing you want to do is create those connections between different senses to find similarities like our brains are really good at finding differences and similarities between things um so like if you have two completely different sentences that both use the same like grammatical concept like you're going to notice a similarity between them and make those connections and, and then be able to expand um, and use that grammatical concept in other places as well because you've seen it in more than one place in different uses. Yeah, you need... Um, so kill your sentences fast. Yeah, don't don't like study the same set for... Ugh. Read a book. Yeah, read read go, different go books. Read a book. Don't just sit down and be like, I'm going to read The Lorax until I'm 40 years old. Well, that's a very short book, but... <laughs> I mean, like, I, I don't, I don't, like, if someone takes a year to read Japanese Harry Potter, I don't think that's bad necessarily, but. Japanese Harry Potter is a little weird, too. Yeah. Oop, I'm playing footsie with someone. Sorry. Oh, that was <laughs> interesting. The faces you guys just Ooh. made. Yep. Very, very happy you both, both were. <laughs> um, well, we've run really long. Yeah, we're, um, we're looking at the teamer. Do, do we want to mention, like, um. I know you both have learning stacks, so do you want to maybe mention like not just your best resource, but like this resource is really great. I use it. Well, here's why, real quick. Uh, nah. I don't know. Mine's nah. Lonnie Connie, which we already talked yeah. about. <laughs> That's my favorite. Um, uh, Dictionary of Japanese Grammar book series is really good mm-hmm. for just looking up information and learning all the things your teacher's trying to teach you. Use Japanese dictionaries like Koto Bank. And goo, I know it's it's like Google goo. Japan, but not really. It's yeah. it's uh, like a goo dictionary. And there's like kids Japanese dictionaries when you're like just starting out with a Japanese dictionary, mm-hmm. yeah. such as childrensjapanesedictionary.com. It's not real. I made it up. Oh God, don't go there. Don't, go there. don't go there. Or it's full of viruses. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. More likely, know. it's just a host gator. Yeah. Or GoDaddy. Gator. Uh, but yeah, you can you can go. We have uh, on our homepage, you can actually go to the series tab and see all of them put together in one place. You can actually go through them on your own, figure out what you want for yourself and uh, and, and see what uh, what you can do, too. Um, yeah. It's called What I Use to Study Japanese. Mm-hmm. Like the series tab. It's like a, a pink stack of books. What? It's not pink. It's, it's not blue. pink. It's blue. It's blue. There might be some pink in it. It's like that dress. It's that's blue like, with is it pink or is it blue? Uh, it's less of pink. I saw it as pink. <laughs> 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 you might need to go to the doctor. <laughs> See, there's uh, there's a problem with uh, with my reconstruction of the signal. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, wee. 
Oui. Oui. Uh, information didn't make it to me in one piece. <laughs> Sorry for my rant about telegraphs. It's a uh, it helped though. Helped us understand so how really telegraphs work and oh. who Samuel Morse was. Who's that? <laughs> Created Morse code. Oh, good for him. Uh, really? Yeah. So oh. everyone read, get some context, and and wrap it up. <laughs> that's what our sound engineer <laughs> We're says. Getting the wrap up signal. I think that's the. It's more like a wheel. It means like keep on trucking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> keep on going. So yeah, that's uh, that's your action step today is to to get some context, uh, do some reading, if mm-hmm. you can. If you are experiencing too much noise, then stop doing reading and and fix that noise problem you got. Mm-hmm. Uh, our second action item is uh, Just read some tweets by uh, at uh, Abe Shinzo. Uh-huh. If you're at that level, and if you can't understand them, maybe you need to find an easier Twitter account. Yeah, to if you read. can't understand them, just respond by saying "noise, noise, noise, noise" in all capitalization. Mm-hmm. <laughs> please, please. He's gonna block us. He's gotta do that. He doesn't know. He doesn't know who we are, <laughs> unless he's listening to this, Mister uh, Abe Shinzo. I thought we sent his like representative our terrible rap oh yeah he might have seen our abenomics rap he may have so seen it well we're not sure but we're not sure his speech writer knows we exist in the scene heck yeah the uh, scene the abe fan club scene <laughs> yeah <laughs> i bet there is a shinzo up or yeah i bet abe there's boosters. a fan club Please, yeah everybody you follow all? our follow our new podcast our no. abe shinzo fan cast mm-hmm <laughs> yeah, something to take over that PPAP fan cast. Ooh, yes. None of these fan casts need uh, to What's exist. our third action item? Let's do a leave us a review Let's on iTunes. Oh, no. Or just one review, because I think that's all we got that's new. Also, Why are there never reviews when I'm well, this on? This one says Thursday. Yeah, we got we have a few we haven't read. Do we? Um, also, you guys, if you have a birthday message yeah. or a message for just a loved add one, in your review. put it in your review, and, and we'll you'll get it. to hear happy birthday from us. And then if they get too popular, no one ever wanted. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. I work here, and I never want you guys to tell me happy birthday. Well, of course, but if you know, we were listening to the Microsoft fan cast, and Bill Gates said, "Why is everything a fan cast?" (laughs) (laughs) It's Microsoft's fan cast. Japan fan cast. Right now, yeah, isn't that what this is? We're reviewing episode eighty-four of Japan, (laughs) the show, which is all about. Telegraphs and learning resources. So uh, I'm going to read one because it's the only one I see on my phone that's new for me. And it's uh, titled, I don't speak Japanese. 20 hours ago by diapers or diaper changing daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, diaper changing daddy. And and I'm sure your your baby also appreciates you changing its diaper or or your own body. No, please. Or your elderly parent. Or just like your... Your baby fetish, or friend. like um, a monkey wearing a diaper. Ooh, please a don't have one of those. Yeah, they're dangerous. Don't do that to you and everyone around you, especially as they go into puberty. Um. <laughs> anyways, I don't speak Japanese. Is the title four stars? Heck yeah. Mm. Not good enough. Much fun! Exclamation mark. I think sometimes the podcasters are drunk. Maybe the sake episode for sure. Well, yeah. you are correct. Yeah, especially on that one. Uh, or only on that one, maybe. I can't tell the rest of the time, which is why the podcast is so entertaining. Oh, good. Neither can I. It's too bad they can't be as hot as they sound. Cheers. By, by, hot, 
<laughs> By hot, do you think diaper changing daddy means like we are not as physically attractive as our voices are? Or or like maybe maybe he wants us to wear diapers. What? Oh, oh no, what? wait. Wait, where did <laughs> That's this That's not come a logical. From? Well, I'm just saying he's a daddy. Mm-hmm. Oh, like dream daddy kind like of daddy? Like a dream daddy who's into diapers. I'm not shaming anyone. Diapers are great. Oh, no. <laughs> I just remembered the Portlandia sketch. Not Portlandia. No. It's, uh, it's Broad City. Broad City. Oh, you're right. It's just With Fred, Fred Armisen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe it's something like that is going on. And if it is, that's it's cool. Um, and I'm sorry that we're not wearing diapers, but maybe we are. Outside of our clothes. <laughs> no. <laughs> big, big I diapers outside of our clothes. Maybe he thinks we sound like we're on fire and he wishes Ooh. that we were burning. <laughs> he I'm wants to set us on fire. How did someone find pictures of us? What? I guess yours. Oh, stupid Twitter. Never mind. It's easy to find pictures of us. Of yeah. you too, it's easy. And you. Well, no. Yeah. I won't reveal the secret. To finding Kristen's pictures, I guess. <laughs> or Jamal's pictures. Yeah. I mean, it's not hard. You just look at our Tofugu Twitter account and yeah, scroll we're through. We're there. Yeah, I forgot the about yeah. the party. I'm yeah. there once every six months. We had, a, we had a Gundam party where we made a Gundam all night long. <laughs> we made one. Boy, does it take a long time. Yeah. Hooey. I'm all still right. still working on mine. Go ahead and read your, your brand new review. Okay, let's see. Um... Okay, (laughs) I found one. Uh Uh-oh. I don't think we've read this one. Stop me if we have. Great job. Five stars. Patrick Learns is his name. Hey, guys. I really love the topics and discussion. Parentheses. Except for the last one about mnemonics. (laughs) Definitely mailed it in on that one. (laughs) I think the phrase you're looking for is phoned it in. But I guess you could also mail it in. It means we're even more slow. Is that supposed to be a pun? (laughs) More turtle fire talk. And that's it. That's a good one. So thank you, Patrick Learn. Sorry that we mailed it in <laughs> on the mnemonics. <laughs> Unless, did we talk about a mnemonic about mailing stuff? Maybe that's Our an inside joke. Our mnemonic failed then because we don't remember. Yeah. Honestly, well, I could forget that one. That what? whole podcast, I could I like forget doing it. That was a good egg. Yeah, we didn't drink <laughs> enough, I think, is the problem. <laughs> okay, next episode, we're getting more right? drunk. Diaper changing daddy. And we are doing more mnemonics. Heck yeah. And this time we won't mail it in, but mm-hmm. we'll phone it in. I might email it in. Mm-hmm. Fax it in. It's the way of the future. The Japanese way. Mm. Oh, fax. Yeah. I'm going to Snapchat it. it in and get a funny doggy face on my mnemonic. And when you open the mouth, the tongue comes out. <laughs> and then it'll disappear? Is yeah. that what happens on the Snapple chat? Mm-hmm. Sure. That's what you want mnemonics to do, right? It's disappear after a certain amount of time? Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah like, like the husks of snakes. Mm-hmm. What is that called? Husk is not the right word. <laughs> it's they, not corn. They want to they s- shed their skin. <laughs> Don't they slow it, slough, slough it off? Slough, slough, what if sloth? you were in a corn sloth maze? Is the word Gosh, that's a for. tough word. And all the corn has Why is that spelt so awfully? I, I don't know. S-L-O-U-G-H, right? Yeah. Sloth. How is that? to talk about my snakes. I don't know. It's a gross word. You had snakes? No, I just wanted to talk about if a corn maze had snakes in it. Oh, I'm sure they do. We're getting the keep on trucking sign from <laughs> I used from to Jamal uh, again. Joel's like pointing snakes. behind him at the ghost it's that's standing the there. The ghost train. Oh, now he's spinning his pen, pen around. It's going in a circle like a little. Oh, oh. He's, he's running. 
in place, but he's not moving his feet. He's just sitting and running. Now he looks disappointed. (laughs) 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 Well, that'll do it for for our podcast today. Sorry, Jamal, to make you edit a long one. We said we'd get this under 45 minutes, so... Um, we are, lied. Are you purposefully uh, letting everyone hear the train as you do the outro, or is this Yeah, I'm just going to get this done. This is a train. Um, the train is telling us we got to get a move on. Mm-hmm. And I always listen to the train. There's a couple hobos <laughs> waiting for me in that box car. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> All right. Yep. Jumping on. Here we go. Hey, what are you doing on my box car? Uh-oh. <laughs> this isn't the happy campfire tall tale telling. Hobo, I was expecting. (laughs) I'm sitting here trying to slough off my skin. (laughs) (laughs) And you just jump into my my slough trough. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, Well, we can't get off till the train stops, sir. You're right. That would be dangerous. Here, take some of my skin as padding. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Now I'm going to push you. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Ah!